Hello, if you enjoy this DAF podcast and you know anyone else who may benefit from it, please share it with them. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. By doing so, we can help make sure that many around the world with limited time have the opportunity to learn the daily DAF. Thank you. Boker Tov, today's DAF is DAF Yudalid. Yudalid in Megillah. That's what we're up to. Yudalid in Megillah. So, <clears throat> the last line on DAF Yudgimel on the Bays, yesterday's DAF, said as follows. In the bottom of the page, bottom of Yudgimel on the Bays, the last line, Yomar Melech Lehamon. The Melech Hakashvayr said to him, "And Hakesef Nasulach, the money is yours, ready for you, because uh, you know because uh, Haman had said, listen, not only will I kill them, but I'll pay you for it. And do with the nation as you please." Amar Rav Abba, Marshal Dachashvayr for Haman, Lemaadavadoma. What's this comparable to? In other words, we know that Haman, he was the uh, he was the Hitler of the time, right? He was the one wanted to kill the Jews. Achashverosh didn't seem so bad. He, he's, he's seen as, as a old, you know, mocked guy, like he's like an idiot. You know, he's not too bright. No, but the truth is that Achashverosh wanted to kill them also. He just didn't, didn't seem that mad, but we'll see from this example that Achashverosh is just as bad as Haman. It's an example of two people. Two people. One person had a mound in his field that he wanted to level. Uh, the other guy had a big ditch in his field that he needed to fill. Balcharitz Amar, the the owner of the field that had the ditch in it, that had an empty spot, he wanted to fill it up. Who would give me, I would love to buy a mound from somebody, meaning extra dirt to fill up my ditch. Balatel, the owner of the of the field that had the mound in it, who would take this off my hands? I've got this big mound, I want to get rid of the earth. Who's going to remove the earth from me? I'd pay them for it. The Yaman, after some time, the owner of the field that had the ditch met the, met the owner of the field that had the mound. The owner of the ditch said to the one who, who, has the, uh, who had the mound, sell me your mound, and sell me that dirt so I could fill up this big hole in my ground. Take it for nothing. Halavai. Halavai, you take for nothing. He was so glad to get rid of it that he wasn't even willing to, you want to pay for it? Take it for nothing. In other words, as if to say that, that the Hashverosh and Haman both had the bad intentions involved. You know, it was like, you know, it was like, you know, Hitler and, uh, and uh, Eichmann together, you know. So, so, so the king, uh, Haman didn't really need the money. Haman gave the money. I mean, yeah, Chashverosh didn't need the money, neither, but, I, right. no, but neither of them was interested in money. Right, it wasn't for the money. Right, it wasn't for the money. They wanted to kill the Jews. So Correct. The Jews. Right. Just like Hitler was willing to sell the Jews, and nobody, nobody, there were no takers. By the king took off his ring, sort of, you know, to, to seal it, to, to to seal the decree. The removal of this ring, in other words, the signature of this uh, ring. Yosemir Bav Shmuel was greater, it had a greater effect on the Jews than 48 uh, great prophets that the Jews had, as we'll talk about, and seven women prophets, prophetesses, uh, that, uh, that the Jews had. Shinnasnavel Yisrael that prophesied for Israel, meaning it was hard for the prophets to encourage the Jews to do tshuva. 
but uh, by removing the ring, in other words, signing the, dec- the death decree for the Jews, uh, then the Nevi'im of the time said, okay, listen, now it's a, it's a you know, they, they commanded them, uh, it's it's This encouraged the Jews to do tshuva more than all the prophets that ever lived. The other the prophets never were able to. It was always difficult that they were able to encourage them to do tshuva. Just removing the king's ring uh, turned them to good. They prayed and they did tshuva and God saved them. Torah mentioned here the forty-eight prophets, male, male prophets, and seven women prophets. There were 48 uh, male prophets and seven female prophets for the Jews. And Rashi lists here 48, but he lists actually 46 of them. Then he says the last two, he's not sure who they are. Because it's not clear to Rashi from Tanakh who were the other two. As we'll see, there's going to be a whole discussion about these uh, various prophets. All the Nevi'im did not add, did not detract or add anything that was written in the Torah. They couldn't add new holidays or detract from any. except for Megillah. Megillah was the only one that the Nevi'im added on. Now you might say, Rashi says, well, they added on Hanukkah too, but Hanukkah wasn't Nevi'im anymore. The last Nevi'im, the last Nevi'im, Chagai's Chaim Malachi, were at the time of Mordechai. But at the time later on, in the Bayashani, the time of Hanukkah, there were no Nevi'im. We're talking about the Nevi'im. That didn't add on any holidays except for Mikra Miguel. My Darsh, what was their drasha? How did they allow that? They said a Kalvachomer, Shira. If they said a Shira when left Mitzrayim, from slavery to freedom, they met a Shira, Mimisa Lachayim, the Ramish decreed of death in, in Mitzrayim, although many of them died and the babies died at the beginning, but they weren't all killed. They were slaves. They went from freedom to slavery. They said a Shira, so from 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 death to life, lo koshke, and certainly they should, they should say a shira. So yachi, and, and so the, so the Megillah was the shira yachi halo naminim. So I wanted to say hal, just like we say hal, the, the hal of Hodu, which is the hal lagodol, or the hal the, the uh, hal of Mitzrayim of that we say uh, on Yom and Tovim. Hal um, nam, why don't say namel? Why don't they also say halo? Why why don't we say hal on Purim? So the Gemara says. The gear says, uh, We don't say how on a nest that happened in Chutzlars, this happened in Persia, therefore we don't say how. We only say how on Nisim that happened in Eretz Yisrael. So, what about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? Yeah, that's a nation of Why did we say it? Why did it say how then? And we say it also commemorating that on Pesach. Here's the reason. Until Ben Israel came into Eretz Israel, then you could say Hal anywhere. The whole world, they didn't have Eretz Israel yet, so anywhere that an Ace happened, you could say it like it happened in Siyas Mitzrayim. Loma Shira, Israel was all fit and it was all proper to say a Shira. Mishinich Israel, once Ben Israel came into Eretz Israel, then you couldn't say it anymore on, on holidays that happened in Chutzlaretz. And therefore, since they had already been in Eretz Yisrael, now they were in, in exile, even though a miracle happened in exile, they didn't say, hallo. Uh, That's the first answer. That's the first answer. And he gives us the answer. Basically, it's all part of Yitzchak. We don't say, so how did they do it on in Mitzrayim? That was before they came into Eretz Yisrael. Once they came into Eretz Yisrael, then you don't say, uh, you don't say, hallel on an ace that happened in Chutzlaretz. That's the first opinion. Rav Nachman Omer says, no, you do say halal. 
He doesn't hold in that business about Chutzlar or Teretz Yisrael. He doesn't say Halal. But Megillah itself is Halal. Saying the Megillah, that's the equivalent of Halal. That's, that's Rav Nachman's answer. Rava Omar, Rava gives yet a third answer. Maskev Rava, the gears that he has is Maskev Rava. So Rava asked it as a kasha. Bishlam Mahasam, he says a different reason. In other words, the first reason is we don't say Halal because it happened in Chutzlar. And once, they went, once the Jews lived in Eretz Yisrael, we don't say any more howl on things that happened in Chutzlaretz. That's the first answer. Second answer, Nachman says, no, we do say howl. The Megillah itself is the howl. Rabbi says, what do you mean? Why should you say howl b'chlal? He's asking the Vesim Kasha, why would you say howl? Rabbi, I'm Maskev Rabbi, Bishloma, the Gersa and the Bach. Maskev Rabbi, me dummy, how can you compare Mitzrayim to here? We went out from freedom to slavery, and we say, Hallelujah, we are the servants of God, no longer the servants of Paro. We're no longer the servants of Achashverosh. We are still the servants of Achashverosh, even after they were, they were, the decree was, uh, was remitted, they, they, was, was uh, retracted. There's no more, we didn't, you know, we don't have to kill them, we kill them, they don't kill us, but we're still in, and we're still in bubble. And some are smirking, some think that we are still under the servitude of Achashverosh, except now he's in Washington, D.C., right? That's what we think. Uh, so, Akati, Akati, Abde Achashverosh, number still Achashverosh. So, therefore, there's no reason to say how. How was from, from slavery to freedom, but now we're still in slavery. So, that, so, so, so um, Rava uh, and Rav Nachman both say, you could say Halel in Chutzlaretz, except. Rav Nachman says, we do say halal, the Megillah is halal. Rabbah says, there's no reason to say halal because we're still slaves, but otherwise we would. So the Gemara says, Bain Rava, Bain Rav Nachman, whether according to Rabbah, who says that we would say halal were it not for the fact that we're still in slavery, or Rav Nachman who says we do say halal, it is the Megillah, Kasha, what about the, we have this Bryce, it's a Batanya, once they came in there to Israel, you don't say a Shira anymore on Nisan Heaven and Chosarets. So, so what do they do with that brisa? What is the brisa that apparently Rav Yitzchak quoted that uh, once they come there, so you don't say in Nesam Chutzlaretz. The answer is, yeah, but once they went into Gaulus, it goes back to the original fitness. And others, while they're in Eretz Yisrael, while we're in Eretz Yisrael, and a Nase happens to some Jews in Chutzlaretz, or a Nase happened while you're on the high seas or something like that, we don't say hollow for that. We only say Nisam happened in Eretz Yisrael. But once they went back in the Gullahs, it's like they were back in Mitzrayim, and you could say hollow on that too. That's how will they learn. So they have different opinions, whether you say hollow or is the Megillah the hollow itself, or Rabbi says there's no reason to say hollow because we're still slaves, or if it's because there's no reason to say hollow because he held, he held that once they came into Eretz Yisrael, you never say hollow on an Asad and Chutzlar, it's even after they went into exile again. That's what the first opinion is. Why is he part of the Nase? Isn't that part of the whole? I understand. No, the howl, but the, yeah, yeah, that's part of the nation. Of course, of course, because they came yeah. out of Egypt. Mm. If they came out of Egypt, yeah, but the whole the howl is all on on leaving Mitzrayim. I mean, they didn't. They, they were forty years but in the, the Midbar. Nest. No, no, I said, but that, that's that's another nest that they came into Eretz Yisrael. But the fact, no, that, that's a, that's not no, it's not when the, the, they gone to Tanzania. The howl that they said was when they left Mitzrayim. They didn't come into Eretz Yisrael yet, so the howl was on the Yitzias Mitzrayim. That's that's the miracle. All right, the Suleka. So wait a minute, <clears throat> you say there's forty-eight uh, male um, male Nevi'im and no more. The Suleka b'Ksivus Havi Ish Echad Men Ramasan talking about El Kana. There was one man who came near a time sofim, not up the block here, but from a time sofim, the original from a time sofim, echad mi masayim, 
Ramatayim is a lotion of like one out of a minha Ramatayim, like one out of two hundred, and uh, one out of two hundred sofim, seers, neviim, prophets. Shnei Israel. So you see that he was one out of two hundred. He says, it says men men are of a time like minamatayim, one out of two hundred. So there were more than forty-eight. The answer is mahave tubahave. There were many many prophets. Ketanya harbenavim amdol Yisrael. There were so many prophets in, in, in among the Jews. Kiflaim kiyosim misraim. Twice as many, like over a million, who left misraim. Everybody's a prophet. El nevushu itzuch adoros nichtava. Nevua prophecy, which was necessary for future generations, meaning everlasting. Had to be everlasting. That was written down. That, that was we have recording of these of these prophets. It was only for that generation, or for like an immediate thing that happened then. It is not. It's not important for us to know later on. It does not. It doesn't affect later generations. That wasn't written down. So there's only 48 prophets whose prophecy was written down. He, he learns that that the lashon of Ishechman or a time sofim Adam Adam it doesn't mean one out of 200 b'chal. It's not talking about 200 or many neviim. It means a person who came mishte remote from two heights, shetzofa zuazu, like there were two like mountain cliffs, whatever, that saw one another, two cliffs that saw one another. That's what he just means to say, menorah time means from two remote, from two heights spots. There's a person who came from people who stood at the top of the world, we have until him, right? They are, still live. They didn't die. Why? Even though they all were swallowed up, so to speak, into hell, but there was a space that was like um, uh, shrunk and, and rose up for them. A uh, place, a special place, like a fenced-off place in Gehenna, and they stood there. So. Different shatim in Ramatayim, what Ramatayim means. Ramatayim sofim doesn't mean 200, uh, one out of 200 prophets, or doesn't mean a place with two high cliffs, or doesn't mean from a person who, who emanated from uh, from people who stood at the top of the world. Shevan who were the seven Nevias? Now we said the Gemara doesn't list, as the Gemara we're going to say, we're going to talk about many of the prophets later on. The Gemara doesn't list them as here are the 48. Rashi lists 46 out of the 48, and then he says, Shnaim Yadati, two of them I don't know. But we're gonna talk about many of them as we go on here. This got into, because we said, look what the, what uh, Achishverosh and Haman, what they did, or what, Haman, what Achishverosh did with his seal, he did more than all these Nevi'im were able to do throughout the generations. Who were these seven Nevi'im? Who were the seven prophetesses? Maninu, Sora, Miriam, Dvorah, Chana, Avigail, Chulda, the Esther. We'll see who they are, we're gonna talk about each one of them. Sora, Sora Imenu, Dechsev Avi Milkov Avi Yiska. It says she was, he was the, he, that uh, he, his fa- her father was the father of Milka and the father of Yiska. Who was Yiska? Rami Yitzchak Yiska zu Sora. Sora, why is she called Yiska? She gazed, she saw with, with, through uh, divine inspiration. With Ruach HaKodesh Nehmar. Kol Asher, Tomar Elecha, Sora, Shema B'Kol. Hashem said, whatever Sora tells you to do, listen to her, because she has my divine inspiration, says God. So Yiska is another word for uh, Sora and indicates that she was a seer, she was a prophetess. As we'll see on tomorrow's Dauf Mir Hashem, she was one of the beautiful women in the world. Everybody looked at her, right? Everybody gazed at her beauty. So that was number one. The first prophetess was, uh, was uh, Sora. Secondly, Miriam. It says she was an Aviyah. It says, Vatikach Miriam Hanavia Achos Aaron. 
uh, um, and she, she saw, why was she called the Chos Aaron below Chos Moshe? She was, you know, Miriam and Aaron Moshe were all siblings. Why was she called the Chos Aaron, not the Chos Moshe? Famous Gemara, this is brought down in Rosh Hashanah. So I'm not from Rav Shehoyz Mesnaba, Shehoyz Chos Aaron. Because she used to, she was, she prophesied when she was only the sister of Aaron before Moshe was born. Bomeris, and she would say, Asida, Imei, my mother is going to, in the future, Shetelet Ben is going to give birth to a son. She or she is Israel, she's going to say, be the savior of Israel. Right? Shoshanola, in the time when, when Moshe was born, that was, she was a prophetess when she was a young girl, and she said her mother's going to give birth to the savior of Israel. And when he was born, the whole house was full of light. Moshe's, Moshe gave off a radiance that lit up the whole house. Amaravia, her father, uh, Amram stood up, Venashka Rosha kissed her on her forehead, and Amala, beating my daughter, Neskaimid of Osai, look, your, your, um, your, prophets, your prophecy has come true, because as soon as the baby was born, they saw that he lit up the whole house, that he was a special person. Once, once they threw him in the in the, or, in the, uh, in the river, right, they threw him into the river, they put him in the river because uh, they couldn't hide him anymore. Amaravia, her father stood up at Tapchal Rosha, and now he tapped her on her head. Where's your boy now? He was supposed to be a savior. It looks like he's, he's a goner. That's why the Pasuk says, She stood far to see what will happen. What does it mean, see what happened? To see what's going to happen, if her prophecy will come true or not. And of course, as we know, it came true. So Miriam was the second of the year. Number three. She knew it was going to she, well, she, 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 she she wanted to verify. She wanted to verify. She wanted to see. She was hoping that her prophecy would come true. The prophecy was given by divine inspiration, but you like to see it. You know, you like to see it come true. You know. Okay, Dvora number three. Dvora Nevi'ah. Siv Dvora Isha Nevi'ah says she was a Nevi'ah. Aisha Slapitos. So interesting because by Miriam, we tell the whole story. Even though she's called Miriam Han Nevi'ah. Call Nabiya, that's all you need. Proof that you need she was Nabiya is because the Pasuk calls her Nabiya, but it says, explains what her Nabiya was. Dvora, Isha Nabiya, she was also a Nabiya. That tells you she was a prophetess. Aisha is Lapidos, the wife of Lapidos. Who is Lapidos? My Aisha is Lapidos. Shehoisa Osa Psilos Amikdash. She would make wicks for the menorah in the base of Mikdash. Dio Shevestachas Tomer. And she sat underneath the Tomer, which is a, like a Tamar, a Tamar, a tamar tree, a, a date palm tree. My Shehoisa Tomer. Why was she sitting under that tree? Why not some other tree? What was the point of mentioning that? All these things, it's like, my, why this? Why is he telling us? I'm Rav Shimon ben Avishalom Mishum Yichud. Because everybody would consult with her. She was the prophetess of the day. And people consult with her. And if you know, the, day, the palm tree doesn't have branches which spread out and you can hide underneath them. They grow tall, you know, and they hang out from the top. So there would be no Yichud. If men would come to consult with her, there would be no Yichud. It was a public place. The tamar is not like other trees that have branches that stick out all the way throughout the whole place and the sap goes through the branches as well. Just like the tamar has only one heart, so to speak, because it has sap that goes all the way up but it doesn't branch out. The Jews at that generation only had one heart to God. They were, they were loyal to God. That was Devorah. The next one, Devorah. My heart is gladdened through God. My horn has been lifted, is lifted in God. What does that mean? My karen, my horn is lifted, but not my vial, my, my jar. What does that mean? 
she predicted double Shlomo when double Shlomo who were anointed when they became king with the Karen of of the Shemana Mishra, Nimshumachusan, their kingdom lasted. Shol the Yehu, they were only uh, anointed with a vial, not with a horn. Lodim Shmachusan was not uh, their their kingdom. Their kingdom didn't last, and that's what he means. But that's what he means that Roma Kani Bashem. She predicted that. Rashi says Zuhi Nivuasa. Rashi on the left side. Zuhi Nivuasa. Shinasnabis Al Shol Vieyu Shaloti Mashach Shmachusan. By saying that Roma Kani, and she meant to say Velo Roma Pachi, as if to say that if you're not anointed with a with a horn of oil. Then you will, uh, your kingdom will not last. Okay. Um, what, did, what did she go on saying? Chana, ain't kadosh kashem. There is no holy one as God. Ki ain't biltecha. There is none. Then another. There is nobody but God. Biltecha mean no one but you. But idarshins now the word biltecha. Amra biyuda barmanasha. I'll take a biltecha ella levalosha. There is no one who can wear you out. Meaning who can survive you. Shalokim in a segadosh barukim yisvas v'adam. Hashem is not like. Uh, human kings. So, what you create can outlast you, can wear you out. You might build a house or a car or some structure or build something and you'll die and it'll still be around, right? It will wear you out. It will survive you. Survives everything that he makes. And there is no rock like God. There's no artist. There's no drawer, a person who draws, a, a, a painter like God. Autumn starts or a person makes a painting, a mural or whatever on a wall. He can't put any spirit of life into it, uh, can't put any soul. Kirvayim, the uh, innards, the intestines, can't do it. He makes a picture, makes a tzura within another tzura, meaning within the mother, he makes the baby. He puts in the spirit of life and the soul, kevayim and the innards of benayim and intestines. That's what she means. That's what she meant to say. But the the uh, the nevuah we see from the uh, Rama Karni b'Hashem v'Lo Pachi. Abigail, only, part, yeah. Only one nevuah. Yeah. All you need is one nevuah. This is one, right? One no, no. And we said the same thing by Miriam, right? right? And by Dvoro, we know she's a nevuah, right? right? We know that. But uh, um, it could very well be that there was only one. And it's on, testified to by this case. But uh, uh, Devorah was certainly, she was the leader, right? And so right. she probably had many Nebuahs, right? But the point is, all you need is one to prove it. All you need is one to prove it. Abigail. Okay, this is a, this is a different Abigail. This is Abigail, who was the wife of Naval, who was a bad guy, and she was a good woman. Abigail says, She was riding on the donkey. What happened was this. David was in trouble. David had been anointed by Shmuel. But he didn't really yet take over the kingdom because Shaul was still alive. So what happened was he was, uh, and Rodi was protecting the Jews around the, around the country, and uh, he was in short. He, he was uh, short of supplies. He needed supplies for him and his troops. So he sent word to Nevel that to please uh, help him. Nevel discounted him and said, "Who are you? I'm not going to give you anything, and that's it." So David took up. Uh, David felt that he was Marad the Malchus that he rebelled against the king, and therefore he went to kill Nevel. Abigail, his wife, who was a righteous woman, took wind of this, and she tried to uh, make peace. So she went without her husband knowing about it. She was riding on a donkey, and she the Oredes Besesar, and she went down, so to speak, under the cover of the mountain. The Gemara says Besesar. What do you mean under the cover of the mountain? Min army boys. She came down from the mountain where she had been encamped with her husband, 
and she brought the Gemara, the Pasuk is over there, she brought uh, 200 loaves of bread and wine. She brought supplies to David because uh, she realized that her, her husband was a Russia and didn't treat David properly. Um, so what does it mean, minahar? Uh, what does it mean, besesar? Minahar, what's that word, besesar? She brought to him a ketem. She brought to him a, a sample of her dam uh, to ask him a shayla. And this was, an, this was how she started talking to him. And what does that mean, aliske dam? who comes from besesar. Besesar means from the hidden spot, from the, from the private parts of the body. She took them to and she showed it to David. Now, how did she just approach him? We'll see the Gemara, it's a little bit in reverse order. What happened was, is that he saw her, as we're going to see in a minute, he saw her, he saw her leg. By accident, her leg was revealed, and he, uh, he, became, um, he became excited, and he ran after her. And, um, and she showed him the dam, as if to say, you know, don't touch me, I'm in Ida. So, and she showed it to him. You can't see down at night. Night's dark. You can't. There was no. They didn't artificial light. And even if they would light a match, it wouldn't be. You know, light a fire. You have to see down during the day when you can see by the light of the sun. You can't bring a shaila to a ketem to a rav uh, or to a uh, today they have whatever uh, a women check these things. Uh, you can't. You can't do that at night. It's got to be during the day. Amrlo. So, so he said to her, what are you showing me this at night? I can't see it at night. Well, you're coming to kill my husband, Nabal. You don't do, there's no dinner of fashas also at night. Rashi brings down, but Pasuk says, Dino Laboker Mishpat. Pasuk in Yirmir, not Pasuk in Chumash. We talked there about that. You have to finish the judgment during the day, but you don't even start at night. It says, Dino Laboker the Mishpat, except when they kill him, it has to be during the, during the day. But also, you don't, you don't do dinner of fashas at night also. Amrullah, I don't have to have a, 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 a there's no judgment over here. Maribam Achmasu, he rebelled against the king. He rebelled against the king. There's no uh, there's no, no need for it to sit in court and judge this thing. He rebelled. But let's all come to that. I don't have to judge him. Amrullah, I die in Shaul Kayim. Shaul's still alive. You're not really the king yet. Your coinage hasn't gone out yet. What does that mean? That, you know, you've been anointed, but you're not really the king yet because you can't have two kings at the same time. Amrullah, so he blessed her. He says, You're right. Baruch Tamech, blessed be your reasoning. And you are blessed, Asher Kivisani, that you held me back, you prevented me, to come in bloods. Dumim is blood, pardon? Didn't your husband drop dead or something? Uh uh. Later on, so we'll see. So so that was that was that was uh, that was a different thing later on, but at this point he was still alive. And as we'll see from this dialogue, so what happened? You, you prevented me today from coming to bloods. Rash says two bloods, Dam Nida, Ushvichas Damim. What about Aishas Ish? What about Aishas Ish? So the truth is that he only meant to say after, after he was going to kill the husband, and then he, she would have been mutter to him, right? He's going to kill the husband. As soon as he's dead, he's dead, you know? No need for a get, you know? He's dead. But if he would have been dead, so he could have taken her right away. But she says, I'm, a, I'm Anita, right? says, What happened was originally, as we saw, but, you know, by mistake, as she was coming down the mountain, whatever, her leg was revealed. But in, in, um, he had like a, a desire, burning desire. Ura is like a fire. It was like he, was, he was burning with desire. He went three parasangs running after her. Amalah, Hashmila, he tried to beckon her, please. Uh, he wanted to take her. Amalah, she said to him, This should not be a stumbling block for you. 
Uh, in other words, she prevented him, and then, and then he blessed her. That's, that's why he blessed her. So the Gemara says, This will not be a stum- I'm not going to be a stumbling block for you. I'm a Nida, and I'm still married, and please don't kill my husband, right? Now, This won't be a stumbling block for you, but there will be another case that will be a stumbling block for you, and that mind you, my Sheva, the story of Basheva. She, she, she herself, this, this was her prophecy. Where's her prophecy? We're talking about that she was a prophetess, right? How was her prophecy? She says, Because, my new at the end he did stumble because of Basheva. People say, you know, he didn't sin exactly, but what he did wasn't exactly a righteous act, right? So you see that she prophesied the truth because she said, I won't be a stumbling block for you, but there will be another stumbling block. Somebody else will be, and that proves the Gemara says, my uh, that's, that's what happened at the end. That proves that she was a prophetess. And then she went on to bless, and she said, And the soul of my master, you, should be, should be uh, bound up in the, in the bond of life. When, when they separated, when they left, I mean, he didn't touch her at the end. When she separated, she says, and please, when Hashem is good to you, remember me. You know, like Yosef said, remember me? He says, remember me, meaning she was hoping that when her husband dies, that then she would be able to unite and, and uh, be one with, uh, with uh, David Amelk. Amar Nachman. Didn't he kill the, he the white three months, not after white three months anyway? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, you have to wait three months unless she could prove that she wasn't, that she had... Unless she could prove that she wasn't with her husband for those three months. Or if she was Nida. Yeah, no, yeah, but she was Nida would also. They don't say, I don't think the Gemara makes enough give me of Nida. A woman could be pregnant and be a Nida at the same time. No, 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 I understand. I understand. That. The point about the three months is a good question. I'm saying it could very well be that. Um, that you know, maybe she wasn't, uh, maybe she wasn't near him. If she could prove that she didn't have to wait three months, also it could very well be that the three months was the three months was uh, a later takana of the rabbis. It didn't that says to me that they kept it at that time. A later takana of the rabbis was mishmavchana. The reason for that three months is not that there's any question of Aisha's issue or anything like that. Simply, you know who the father is. Is the father of all that? But maybe that wasn't a, it wasn't a takana at that time. It wasn't maybe that, that maybe that decree that that halacha that you shouldn't wait three months. There's no uh, there's no you know they're not over an ish or marriage marriage is chal and all that. Maybe that would be well, that would be the issue. Yeah, well, no, but still he kept the he kept the halacha. Maybe at that point it wasn't, or she could prove, or she could or she could prove she could prove that she wasn't uh, with him for those three months. What halacha was he keeping? He's talking about the three months. But what, what's the difference if you had um, she was married? In other words, what was the No, 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 He said, if he, no, Naftali asked this question. Right. If he killed him, right. So he says, if he killed him, he could have lived with her, except for the fact that she was a Nida, right? Right. We could have lived with her. So he says, even besides that, what about the three months that you have to wait between one? He's dead, he's dead. He's going to kill the guy, like the whole story. In other words, he had the right, he had the right to kill him, he felt, because he was married by Malchus. Once the guy's dead, right, he could have taken his wife. Except that she was Anita, so he couldn't touch her now. So Naftali's asking, 
Yes, but you have to wait. Uh, uh, any woman has to wait three months between one marriage and the next. Do so you know who the father of the child is? That so I'm saying that halacha could have been not been extant at that time. That's all. It could have not been extant, or she could have proved that she wasn't. Uh, she hadn't uh, slept with her husband for three months, and therefore it was not an issue. Whatever it was, that the Gemara doesn't deal with that question. All right. So, um, so you see over here. Here she's talking about saving her husband's life. Right and and the whole story now and, and miraculously with her she she was uh, you see that she had ruach hakodesh she was able to prophesy that uh, that her husband that her uh, that even though she's not going to be a stumbling block but later on Bathsheba will in the middle of all that she says uh, please remember me for good you know maybe we'll maybe one day we'll meet up again should people say this is a woman is what we call today multitasking which men cannot do so while she's talking pilcha while she's talking she could. Pardon? I think it's something. While she's talking, she can. All, she's also spinning her, uh, you know, weaving and doing her spinning. In other words, she could do two things at one time. Some say, Shvil v'ozl barav. So when a uh, when a goose is looking down, looking for some food, v'inayu metafe, his his eyes are looking further up. He's able to do two things at one time. While he's scrounging for food, he's able to see from far away. Man, right. uh, men, men, are, men, women are women are more apparently more capable of multitasking than men. Hulda. Dechsev, Mar doesn't say that men can, just says that women have this ability. Chulda, what about Chulda? Um, that, she was also a Nevi'ah. Dechsev, it says, where these people followed, and the end of the Pasuk says, I don't have it in my Gemara, but it says in the Gemara, it says in the Pasuk, they went to Chulda HaNevi'ah. She's called Chulda HaNevi'ah. They went to try to consult with her. There was a story there with Yoshio was the king, and um, what happened was they found an old Sefer Torah that it could have been the Sefer Torah that Moshe Rabbeinu himself wrote. And in the Sefer Torah, it was rolled to the parsha of the Tochacha. And that was seen as a bad omen. They opened up the Sefer Torah and it's right at the Tochacha. So that he, they went to, to so that he sent messengers, Yeshua sent all these people, they went to Cholonavia to see if she could uh, get them out of trouble because they, they felt it was a bad omen. Says the Gemara, why were they sent to Cholanavia? Welcome to Kori Yirmiya. Yirmiya was also a Navi at that time. Why would she prophesy at a time when there was Yirmiya, who was certainly much greater? Ami Beirav, Ishmei Derav, Chulda Krovas Yirmiya. She was actually a relative of Yirmiya. And he didn't object, he didn't mind. Because she was related to him, he didn't mind. It wasn't considered disrespectful for her to prophesy at a time when Yirmiya was. Because Yirmiya said, she's in my family. She's a, you know, he, was, he didn't mind if she also uh, prophesied at that time. She got so a second opinion. Pardon? She got a second opinion. She got a second opinion, yeah. yeah. Okay, that understands why Hulda was out to do it. She wasn't showing disrespect for Yirmiya because Yirmiya was her mishpacha. And Yirmiya didn't mind saying, I give you permission to do it also. But how did Yoshia, how did he himself, Yoshia was the king, how did he leave Yirmiya and send messengers to her? Amri Debei Rav Shila, because women are, are more merciful uh, than men. It doesn't mean that she, she couldn't change the prophecy. The prophecy is Min Hashem. But it means that, uh, you know, after, if, if there was a bad omen, she would be more likely to pray on their behalf. Very simple. The reason he sent, it to, he sent the messengers to Hulda is because Yermia wasn't there. Where was Yermia? He went to try to bring back the Ten Shvatim. The Ten Shvatim had gone into exile over a century before the Churban. And at that, and 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 uh, and he went to try to bring them back. How do we know that he did bring? Doesn't mean he brought them all back, but he brought back a significant portion. Some of the other tribes came back. Because it says he says there in Yecheskel says ki amocher el amimkor 
the seller will not go back to the thing that he sold. What are we talking about? In Yovel, when you keep Shemitah and Yovel in those times, and in Yovel, the properties all went back to the original owners. But he says, it's going to happen that we're going to get, there's no more to be Yovel anymore. The, the mocher, the seller, will not go back to his property anymore. In other words, it won't be Yovel. So he's predicting that. After Yovel bottle for Nabi Shivatel. If Yovel was already bottled, because the ten tribe, once all the Jews are not there anymore, once you have the ten, the twelve tribes in Israel, there's no more Yovel. Yovel is bottled. So he says, if they were still not there, if they hadn't returned, the ten tribes hadn't returned. Why is he saying there'll be no more Yovel? There's already no more Yovel. There's already no more Yovel now because the ten tribes are gone 150 years ago. So what what are you talking about? Must be that he did bring them back. If it's already Batel and the Navi is prophesying that in the future it'll be Batel, it'll be an Amalamish Yemir Ziran. Yemir brought him back. He brought them back. Now, Yemir brought him back, but it wasn't for long because the Churim was going to come back, it was going to be a few years later. They didn't even have a Yovel. They had a little year, they had a few years of the Shemitah, and then it was the Churim. Uh, so what happened? He brought them back, and even though the ten tribes were under the bad kings, Yeruvim ben Nevad, etc., they had their own kingdom, but when he brought them back, Yoshio ben Amon, the Yoshio, the king of Yehuda, he ruled Malachan, he ruled over them. How do we know? It says, Vayomer. It says when uh, Yoshio went to uh, Bethel, and he said over there, he, he went to destroy and burn the bones of all the bad Rishon, all the bad Nevi'im, who had prophesied for, uh, for Israel under Yerav ben Avaf, what's this monument over, what's this mark here, what's this particular one as they went through the cemetery there? Uh, the people of the city told him, there was a prophet who came from Yudah years ago, and he predicted all this. He predicted you're going to come and destroy all the uh, evildoers' uh, bones. What's Yoshio doing on the Mizbech in Betel, which was in the Chalik of, of Yisrael, not in Yehuda? Must be that he, he ruled over them. So it shows you that this is what happened, that, that um, this, is a, this is a reason. That's what happened. This is all to answer. Where was, where was, where was Yirmiya? Why did, they, why did Yoshio send to Chulda uh, not to Yirmiya? Because Yirmiya went to bring them back. So he was busy at that time. That's how it happened. And he went and he brought back the, some of the ten tribes and Yoshio ruled over them. We have another source for how we know. It says, Gam Yehuda, also you Yehuda, Shas Katsir you will be given a harvest. Rashi says it means you will have troops again. When I bring back my nation. In other words, it's a hint also that the nations that uh, Yermia was able to bring back at least some of the ten tribes. Esther, how do we know Esther was a prophetess? On the third day, she, she put on kingdom. What does it mean? It should say she wore on clothes, you know, royal clothes. She put on Ruach HaKodesh. She put on the spirit of God the, uh, the inspiration of God, Ruach HaKodesh, uh, that's what she put on. How do we know that? It says over here, she put the psalm, Ruach Es Amasai. And Amasai was, was also uh, clothed in the Ruach of Hashem. So you see over here that Lovsha, the dressing, can refer to dressing Ruach HaKodesh. Women uh, who are, who are uh, very prominent, Yehirusa Rashi says over here is like, it usually means uh, arrogance, Yahir, but here it just means they're very prominent because then they become a little bit arrogant. It's not good for them to promise, right? Tarti Noshin, here there were two women who were very prominent, the Sainz and they have, they have repulsive names. 
Dvor is a bee, which is a repulsive item, and Chulda is a weasel, which is also repulsive. Neither of them are kosher to eat, right? Uh, so Chadashma Zibur, so one's called a, a, a bee, that's Dvor, of a Chadashma Karkushta, which is the Aramaic of Chulda, right? Ziburta, Ksibat says, Vatishlach Vatikrolach, she called a Dvorak, Vilu Ilos, like a bee, she should have maybe gone to him. Instead, she called him to come to her. So it shows she's a little bit arrogant. She was prominent, she went to her head a little bit. It says, says, go tell the man, didn't say go tell the king. Call, call him, he's a king, don't call him the man. So it shows you also that the prominence made her a little bit arrogant. Amrav Nachman, was actually a descendant of Yoshua. Now, you know, right, right, Michael, you're looking there like it's uh, tough, right? Yoshua didn't have any, didn't have a, any, we, uh, we didn't have any sons, right? So what's going on? We'll see. She was, he was from the, uh, uh, from the uh, descendants of Yoshua. Ksivoch, it says, Ben Charchas. This is what it says by Chulda, that it's really going on her husband. It's not, uh, she's a boss, but her husband's called Ben Charchas, but it's the same family, apparently. Right? She says, the Bala, Kamasid, Niu, It's talking about by her mas, and it mentions Charchas. So at least refers to her. When talk to Yeshua, so it must be that she came from Yeshua. Eisve Ravina, Ravina Saba, Ravina the Elder, asked this question. Rav Nachman, Shmona Neviim Heim. There were eight Neviim Heim Kohanim. There were there were eight Neviim, and they were also Kohanim. Yotzim Erechav Hazona came out. Were descended from Rechav Hazona. Ve'Elain, who are they? Neria, number one, two, Baruch, Saroya, number three, Machasia, number four, Yirmiya, number five, Chilkia, number six, Chanamel, number seven, and Shalom, number eight. Shalom, those eight. Even Chol Hanaviya was from the from the descendants of, Rechav, of, of among the descendants of Rechav Hazona. So which was it, Yoshua or Rechav Hazona? So it says, how do you know that she was from Rechav Hazona? Ben Tikva says over here Ben Tikva in referring to Chol. by Yoshua it says as Tikvas Chut Hashani, the cord of the scarlet of the scarlet thread, right? So late lashon of Tikva to Tikvas, showing you. That uh, Rechavazona and, and Chulda are related. So, the, what do you see? You see that Chulda came Rechavazona, so why do you say he came from Yeshua? Omerlei. So he answered him, Rav Nachman answered him, Ina Saba, Ina the Elder, that was his name. Omerlei, Pasioch, some say that he called him a, uh, a black vessel, uh, maybe because he wasn't so good looking. It's actually a Lushan of of uh, praise because we saw from the story of Rabbi Yochman that if you're not so good looking, you're even a bigger, you're even a wiser person. Uh, so you call him wiser. Mini shmaita. We'll figure this out. We'll figure out this uh, this saying in the Gemara uh, from me and from you. I say he came from Yeshua. You say that she came from Yeshua. You say she came from Echavazona. I'll tell you what happened. Degaira. She was Megaira. She converted. Venosbe Yeshua and she married Yeshua. Rechav Azona married Yoshua. So it makes sense to say that he came both from Yoshua and from Rechav Azona because she married him. Umi Avila Zerol Yoshua. Did Yoshua have, uh, have uh, Zera? Right? Did Yoshua have... Uh, have uh, now, it says, it says they were in the Yatsu. It doesn't mean, obviously, Yoshua wasn't a Kohen. Right? Otherwise, he couldn't have married a uh, Rechav Azona. But, uh, but later on, you know, their descendants married a Kohen and they came from there. Ivaxiv, but, but they have a different question that I mentioned before. Did Yoshua have... Children, it says. It says in Yom, It says Nun Beno. Nun was the son, and Yeshua Beno. Yeshua was his son, and that doesn't mention any more sons. Mashmi Yeshua didn't have any children. It says Beno Lohavi. Benoson Havile. He didn't have Bani Lohavi. He didn't have any children. He didn't have any sons. Benoson, but he had daughters. So she came from a daughter. So some of these eight are mentioned. 
And if you look in the Bach, in number seven, Rashi, it's really on Rashi, it says, inu, who are the four of them, Yirmiyah, Hanamel, Baruch, and Sroya, are mentioned in the Pasuk as being Nevi'im. El of these four, the other four, were their fathers, respectively. How do you know that their fathers were also Nevi'im? She says there were eight of them were Nevi'im. Four of them are mentioned as being Nevi'im, and he says who they are. He says, Yirmiyah, Hanamel, Baruch, and Sroya. But the other four, who were their fathers, how do you know they were, they were also Nevi'im? Because we know from Ula's Rasha, to Amr Ula, if his father, if he is mentioned with his father's name, and he's a Navi, then you know he's also, and as if you mention, like Chazon Yeshayo Ben Amotz, Right, so we said Yeshaya is a navi, and Amotz was also. We talked about Amotz and Amatsi are brothers, and we said Veray from Yeshaya. But he says even more than that. If he says Chazon Yeshaya Ben Amotz, and Yeshaya is called a navi, so you know the father was also navi, Shunavi Ben Navi. So therefore, since these four were mentioned as being Nevi'im, and they mentioned their father's name, we know the father's also. If it says Shmovelo Shemav, if only his name is mentioned and his father's name is not mentioned, we do Shunavi Ben Navi. He's not the son. His father's not a navi. In other words, if he, when he mentions a navi, he doesn't mention his father's name, then he is a navi. His father's not a navi. If he mentions the Navi and it says the name of the city that he came from, Mafurash, so it says clearly this is his city. You know he's from that city. If he doesn't mention the city, then you know he's from Yerushalayim. If it's not clear, it doesn't tell about his stories of his life, his happenings. But one story is told about him, Lashvach tells you a good story about that. Navi, then Kagon, Dabar, Dabar, Asher, Asher, Haya, El Sfanya, Ben Kushi, Ben Gedalia. Irving, you see the word Gedalia in the Pasuk, right? It doesn't say Gedaliahu. Yeah, you see, you see, you see? It doesn't say, it. I showed him yesterday, it says Elio and Eliyah. Right, it's just like, you know, you shouldn't, you change the name from Elio when you give a name if you don't want to, if you don't want to give it to somebody who died. But I said, El, he says, you're right, yeah, Eliyahu, Eliyahu, he doesn't say Eliyahu. So some people give a name, Eliyahu, instead of Eliyahu, it's really the same person, right? So he says, but Gedaliyahu, and uh, what was the other one that he said? Gedaliyahu and another, uh, Yeshayahu, are mentioned only with the, with the Vav at the end. So you can change the name to Gedaliyahu, or whatever, because Gedaliyahu. But here you see the Pusik says Gedaliyahu also. So it's not, it's not the Oiskalt and what, what he said. Anyway. So you should know, in other words, if no, no other stories are told about him, you know, but one story is told and there he's a tzaddik, tells you something, then he's a, you should know he's a tzaddik ben tzaddik. If you don't know anything about the guy, but he says one story is told and that tells you a shameful, uh, unfortunate, he was the one who killed Gedalia, that's a bad thing told about him. Be a Dushu Russia and Russia. Amrav Nachman. Malachi is a Mordechai. Malachi. Chagai is Chai Malachi. Malachi is Mordechai. Lamanakashim, why is he called Malachi? Shrein Mishnah Malachi. He was, you know, he was viceroy. He was the second to the king, the, the assistant king, right? The uh, Skan. That's why he's called Malachi, but it was really Mordechai. Meisveit, you can't say that. It says, Baruch ben Neria, the Sroya ben Maaseya, the Daniel u Mordechai Bilshan. Mordechai was also called Bilshan because he knew the Lashonas, all the Lashonas. They all, they all prophesied in the second year of Dayavish. It mentions in this list, what does it say? It says, Daniel u Mordechai and Malachi. So how could you say they're the same guy when they're both mentioned? They're both mentioned there as individuals. That, that, that disproves that. 
Tanya of Rishu ben Karcha. Malachi is a Ezra. He's a Malachi was Ezra. Ezra was was also was a, Ezra was a Navi, and he was Malachi was also a Navi, the same guy. His name is Malachi. It's not the same guy. Probably is correct to say the Malachi is Ezra. Why? It says Bogda Yehuda. Yehuda rebelled. The Toiba and Israel. Then an abomination was done in Israel. Yerushalayim. Kichilo Yehuda. Kodesh Hashem. Because uh, he he profaned the kedusha of Hashem, Asher that he loved, Uval Bas El Nechar, and he so to speak slept with a the daughter of him. In other words, he did a vodazara. Uman, in other words, Uval Bas not just a vodazara. Uval Bas El Nechar is means that they they intermarried, right? The simple translation of Uval Bas El Nechar. That's what they did. Who said that? That's what that's what Malachi said. Uman Afresh Nashim Nachrios. Who was the one? Who told the Goyim, uh, Who told the Jews leave your Goyish wives back in Babel and make Aliyah? Ezra the Siv Bayan Shchenya Ben Yechiel Mivnei Elam. He answered by Bayomel Ezra Anachnu Maalnu Belokeinu. We sinned against God. Vanusha Vanoshav Noshav Nachrios. And we took we settled with the, with um. Uh, then we're going to you know we're going to we're going to give back. We 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 did um, intermarry and uh, now we're going to uh, you know we're going to give them back. We're not going to we're going to so. So you see that both Malachi and Ezra were dealing with the issue of the intermarriage, and so there apparently makes sense to say that Ezra and Malachi were really one and the same. Uh, there were four beautiful women, great beautiful women in the world, Sarah, Rechev, Abigail, the Esther, those four. We mentioned Sarah before, everybody looked at her beauty. Uh, Tosus asks, why don't you mention Chava? Right, in other words, compared to compared to uh, to Chava, even Sarah was like a, you know was like a, an ape, like a monkey. Chava was the most beautiful. Only people who were born from women, whereas uh, whereas Chava wasn't that way. So to speak, she was taken from, you know out of Adam by God. So we're talking about women who were born. Those were the most beautiful. Esther If you say Esther, we had before was like greenish. She wasn't. That pretty, I said. to take out Esther, Mayo, Mayo, Vashni, and put in Vashni. Turn her bottom. Recha, Recha, Zinsa. With her name, Zinsa. What does that mean? If you just mention her name, right? Hamaskir, it's a shame. He also thinks about Znus. As soon as you mention, just mention that name. Yael Bekola, with her voice, hear her voice. Avigail, just mentioning, remembering Avigail. Micha Bashobar, Briyosov, by her appearance. In other words, these women, without even seducing, uh, you know, actively seducing, they automatically uh, turn people to Zeus. Rabbi Yitzhak, Kaloma Rechav Rechav, Miyad Nikri, whoever says Rechav Rechav, just mentioning Yad Nikri. Omlev Nachman, an army, I say Rechav Rechav, it doesn't do anything to me. Just mentioning a name does not uh, get me excited. Omelay, he come in a biotomic That's only if you know her and you recognize her. In other words, if, if, if it only works if somebody actually knows the person. If it's just somebody you remember in history, it doesn't do anything. All right, we'll pick up from here tomorrow. So back to, back to the words of the Megillah as we darshan each, uh, each portion of the Megillah, right halfway down there on the page. Have a good day. Shavuot Tov to everybody.